0: Hello, my friends, you are listening to Grit and Grace. My name is Taverly and I am your host. I'm here to share my entrepreneurial journey with you and we'll be bringing on some amazing women who've been helping me mentoring me and inspiring me on how Grit and Grace helps them crush it in business, relationships, fitness, family, friends, and all that good stuff. Now, let's get started. Thank you for listening to another episode of Grit and Grace. I have Linda Kelly with me today. Thanks for joining me, my friend. Hi, I'm happy to be here. It's exciting. And for those of you that are a part of the Ladies Chit Chat Club, you may have seen this really awesome event that we had recently called Business and Burlesque. And we posted some awesome photos, not only of the business part, but of the burlesque lesson that we all had. And Linda was our burlesque instructor and performer. well, Peggy
1: was there. Sorry, sorry, Peggy.
0: (laughs) So how does that work? Do people call you Peggy when you are performing, or do people call you Linda? No, I'm Peggy
1: Tulane when I do specifically burlesque work. Um, But I do have friends. um, You know, I've been doing this for quite a long time. That just call me Peggy or Pegs, and it's fine. Like even in everyday life. So.
0: At this point, I'm Linda or Pegs or Peggy. Because I actually, I actually do think of you as Peggy. So you'll Peggy. notice that when I said your name, I looked to make sure yeah. I had the last name You can name call right. me Peggy.
1: It's fine. I'm like, this,
0: I, have, I have Peggy with me today. She's as much a part of me as, you know, Linda is. So <laughs> I love it. So how long have you been performing burlesque? Performing burlesque, about 12 years.
1: Yeah, Interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, part of the reason why I wanted to bring you on the show is because you have an interesting story And I love that you have found a passion around dancing and you use it as a way to entertain and you know, share stories and it is it's it's your gift that you bring to people that are in mm-hmm. your presence when you perform and mm-hmm. I've seen you perform several times outside of business and burlesque and you know I, I I knew you outside of that as well and I think that it's it's just so special that you are able to use this craft to change people's lives. That's wonderful to hear that we change people's
1: lives even if it's through laughter yeah, right I exactly. love love making people laugh and Feel emotions that they weren't expecting when you're, you know, doing a burlesque dance, you know?
0: Yeah. And if you look at the pictures, it's really funny because in every picture I am at maximum laughter (laughs) possible. If you see my, I mean, you've seen that my face Mm -hmm. is like, I mean, like, like, I'll, I'll say shock factor, laughing, um, but it's it's good that you're able to kind of tap into that you know mm-hmm. ability to transform people in the moment.
1: Mm-hmm, absolutely, and most people embrace it. Most people, even if there's fear or you know, and this is a, talking about the situation that we had, at, you know, um, burlesque that burlesque lesson. Um, And even if there's fear, people challenge each other and it's really just moving in a fun new way and laughing together and exploring something new. And it's always, always a delight to be a part of because most people just end up walking away,
0: smiling and laughing and having a great memory. And listen, life is too serious on a day to day basis. It is. And you fill that little joy bucket up that I like to talk about. I have all these different buckets (gasps) in life, right? (sighs) And you fill up that joy bucket, which is amazing. Good, that's my goal. (laughs) Okay, so let's start with burlesque itself. Like, what? I mean, because some people might think of burlesque as sexual, or um, or maybe a little bit like a classic type of performance, and don't really know Mm -hmm. what burlesque means. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I'll tell you that when we were promoting that event before we had the event, I had so many men ask me. Like, what is that? I'm like, no, our clothes are staying on. I don't know what you're thinking. But but really, it just made me realize that people don't know what burlesque is. Mm -hmm.
1: People have an idea based on what they've seen in the movies, maybe, um, or more popular pop groups like Pussycat Dolls or something Mm -hmm. that employ more of the sexual, sexy movements. But burlesque in and of itself, um, especially talking about this day and age and, you know, the past Almost 100 years that it's really taken form, there is a striptease to it. Burlesque means, as well, you know, the, the root of the word is to sort of parody or mock the upper class. So that's what would happen on the vaudeville circuit. There would be comedians and then there would be showgirls that would dance. Over time, burlesque has sort of combined it all into one. So now burlesque can be any of those things. Burlesque can be erotic, can be exotic, can be super sexy, can be funny, can be political. There's really no limit to what that story is that you're telling. But there is that one rule that... There is a strip tease involved. Mm -hmm. There is, you know, taking off layers or actually you can do it in reverse and put on layers, which is much harder. (laughs) I've done it. It's a lot harder to get dressed in front of people than it is just to take off clothes. But there's really no rules to what it has to be anymore, which is wonderful. You know, I have friends who really focus more on doing the classic um, part of it, you know, doing the boa dance or the fan dance and really um, honoring the legends of burlesque. From the you know twenties through the forties and fifties, and then others that really focus on doing political work and creating shows really based on the voices that they feel need to be spoken loudest. So burlesque can be very very political, very challenging, but it also can just be a good time. I think a it's really interesting because
0: there's all different ways it can be performed. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I really like is that it's it's very feminine. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. and, and and even looking at our event, I mean, we had a whole bunch of top notch, you know, business chicks (laughs) in the house. I mean, we were talking business and investments and, you know, promoting and developing the back end of websites Mm -hmm. and search engine optimization. So we're like, I mean,
1: really (laughs) up in the brain, totally in the the brain. brain. And we're all
0: those, you know, types of women where we were in our brain. This is Mm -hmm. what we all do all day. And that switch into, the feminine side, mm-hmm. oh, it was glorious. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, and, and you got to you got to come in and feel the energy of mm-hmm. of the serious side, and I, I think that that's part of the burlesque performance that is the most unique to me. Is that it's and maybe it's because I spend a lot of time vibrating sort of at that higher business level in my brain and Mm -hmm. don't think about that part a lot I just think it it's very feminine it feels good
1: it does it does and it doesn't have to be feminine either you know there are people that focus on doing more um sort of drag king you know women dancing as men or men dancing as women or you know that those that those barriers are sort of again just kind of those walls have come down so it typically is feminine it typically does focus on that kind of Featured movement or feeling, but again, not always. You can always be surprised by
0: what you'll see. Interesting. Okay. It can be so many different, mm-hmm. so many different things. Yeah.
1: How you express yourself as an artist, as a burlesque dancer, can be anything, can be everything these days, and that's what makes it so fun. You know. So,
0: could you do? I mean, is this something that you could take and do in different parts of the world if you wanted to um, be a part of a show somewhere else and try something different? I mean, do you have? Is there sort of a standard in terms of what you need to know as a burlesque dancer to be able to do that?
1: No, there are festivals, there are shows all over the world. All over the world. It just depends on how far you want to go. And I've traveled and performed in the country doing burlesque, but I have not pursued um doing shows, you know, in Paris or London or somewhere else, but I have friends that have done it. And really it's an application process, it may be a video audition process. Mm. Depends on if it's a showcase, or if it's a competition. And if your name gets big enough in the burlesque community, it's like anywhere, you'll just be invited to go perform.
0: Mm, I'm sure it's a small community.
1: To me, it feels so big now. But when you do realize and step away a little bit, you're reminded that it actually is kind of a small community if you're looking at it, you know, globally or nationally. But when you're in it, it just feels really big. And maybe that's just the nature of it.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah, that could be. And does it carry over into other types of dance? I mean, are there other um, you know, different, um, I don't know what you call it, other different sectors of dance that it would, mm. it would carry over in terms of being able to do other stage performances?
1: Yes, if I understand your co- um, question. Yeah, that was a very wordy <laughs> way of saying, can you go on other stages and do different types of dancing? <laughs> you can, and you can bring any style of dance that you want to into burlesque. And so people um, may be trained in a certain certain style of ah. dance, whether it's, you know, I came in as a trained modern dancer. And then I took aerial dance classes. And so I'll do aerial dance burlesque or I'll do something that's a little more performance art and not necessarily just for entertainment. Um, Some friends are trained more in, let's say, ballroom or theater. And so those elements will come in.
0: So wait, is aerial the one where you like hang down from like the
1: silks or the hoop or trappies? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you
0: do that? too. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I danced with a a, it's called Frequent Flyers Aerial Dance Theater in Boulder. And I danced with them for about eight years. Learning the practice and really just reminding myself how much you have to work for that upper body strength, yes. you know, <laughs> Yeah, it's very humbling that first day you take yeah. a class, but so wonderful. And, uh, but combining that, so doing burlesque with an aerial dance, um, is another challenge in and of yeah. itself. How yeah. amazing! Because you have to like
0: take off a layer in between while you're mm-hmm. hanging, and
1: yeah, you can do it in the air, come back down, I'm or playing, the it. hoping
0: you don't get any chafing anywhere. Oh, you
1: get a lot of chafing.
0: Oh <laughs> I mean, I th- I think I might like Ariel, because you know, I've got upper body. Strength I think you and-
1: would. I always tell people to just try a class, you know, and and especially if you already coming from a place of strength. You mm. might progress a little bit at the beginning, a little bit quicker you know, than other people. So you might want to try silks right away. Um, but if you're really going and you just kind of want to have fun, people will do it with a group of friends. I think low-flying trapeze is a really great way to do it. It's a trapeze, but it's only about four feet off the ground. And with the trapeze, you have more... Um, moments that you kind of relax up in it Mm. because you know it has the bar it's kind of like a seat silks you really have to learn how to tie a knot with your feet or do something to have
0: a moment of relaxation so interesting I mean and maybe I would be a little better at that because as we both know my level of comfort um doing burlesque was not so good (laughs) it turns out I mean I I'm not so good. <laughs> you did great. You did great. The boas help, right? The, well, anything that could kind of like hold on yes. to or hide how my the body was boa. like <laughs> moving awkwardly. I might try Ariel. That would be you fun. You should. You should.
1: It's like I said, really fun to do. Just go do it or grab a friend or do a group. You know, they'll Neat. do private lessons for five people or whatever. So.
0: so how did you get into burlesque? Like, how did this start? Let's, let's take it back.
1: Oh, boy, back,
0: yes. Let's so. start at the very beginning. First, <laughs> tell everybody where you're from. And, and for those that are listening anywhere in the world at any time, this is 2019. Um, this is probably going to be June or July 2019. And we are located just outside of Denver, Colorado, which is yes. such a beautiful place to be today. It's it nice. It um, but where are you from here?
1: No, I'm not from here. I was a Navy brat. So I was born in Spain. And we lived in Spain and then Iceland and then ended up in Utah. And I grew up. Big change. I I know. Big change. I mean, wait. (laughs) You said Spain, Iceland, and then Utah. (laughs) I know. I know. And I don't know why the ocean isn't even there. My dad was in the navy, but you know that's another story. Blah blah blah. But I most of my formative years were actually in Utah, um, high school and undergrad. And then I came out to Boulder, Colorado, to go to graduate school at uh, the University of Colorado, and I got my degree um, in dance there, my advanced degree in choreography and performance. And so that leads into the summer after I graduated. Um, I had a really good friend. uh, We're still good friends, but she doesn't live here. And wonderful artist collaborator. She really opened my mind to a lot of things because I had been living in Utah and it was just a different vibe, even though we were dancers. There was just an element that I sort of needed Pandora's box to open up in front of me and say, oh, I could do anything I want. So Mm. she was a catalyst for that. And so trying to figure out what job to do, because we both wanted to, we were both dancing for some modern dance companies in Boulder and if you ever dance for a company you have to have a schedule that's very flexible because of the rehearsal process and the show process mm-hmm. so you can't have a 9 to 5 job that usually doesn't work you um, mean on
0: top of the dance on top of the dance a company job. yeah oh, so okay. typical
1: it's you know somebody's gonna work in the service industry you know be a waitress or something mm-hmm. like that and I just didn't I, I, I had done that in undergrad and I'm really bad at it. <laughs> it's yeah, I'm really yeah. mad at being a waitress. I don't know. But Maybe I think everybody should work in food service at exactly. some point in their life
0: because you learn so much. I
1: learned a lot, but yeah. I just, oh, I couldn't go back yeah. and um, so we were talking about different ideas and she said, hey, why don't we go try out the strip club? Yeah, And I just took a step back. I'm like, I never even would have thought of that, but I have absolutely no problem dancing naked in front of people. I mean, I was in graduate school for dance and not that we were doing that all the time, but we were doing experimental dance forms and you really become very vulnerable and available with your body for the process of the art. So we went and, uh, we were both so supposed to meet to audition and she called me and she's like, I can't, for some reason, I just can't do it. And I was oh. like, I'm going, I need to make some money. So I showed up, I auditioned, I ran into a friend there from school and I just started stripping. So I worked at the bus stop in Boulder for a while. She did join me after a she while. Did, yeah. yeah, she yeah. Got, it did I told her how much bit. money I made. Yeah. Oh. Just dancing on yeah. stage, you know? Yeah. And then after a while I wanted to make more money. So I went and, um, for years I worked at Shotgun Willie's in Denver mm-hmm. and it was just, I, it's a job. It has its ups and downs, but for me, maybe it's because I was 29, 30. I was a little bit older than I think when most people do it. I was a little bit more grounded. So there were certain lines I wouldn't cross that I could see people crossing, working in that industry, but I learned so much about myself and my body and sexuality and the power I could have. I just didn't know that. And I had a blast and I learned how to pole dance. And then I started teaching pole dancing classes and, and uh, just... Working my way through that and observing this whole, you know, underculture, really, you know, the subculture of people that go to strip clubs and the people that work there, and made some good friends. Well, anyway, I started teaching a burlesque class, and it was called Burlesque Workout, and I really didn't have an idea of what burlesque was because even in um, grad school, our only tie to it was um, a dancer called Josephine Baker, and she was in the early 20th century and very sexual dancer. Um, with her body very very powerful she was African American and she would do a topless dance with she had a skirt of um, that was bananas like fake bananas so that's oh. a whole nother discussion kind yeah. of like you know what does that mean to have somebody who um, is african American dancing you know exposing the body this whole thing and she had a harder time in the u s being accepted and so she went to europe and Totally made a name. They loved her danced in, you know, Mm -hmm. jazz clubs and continue exploring that. So that was the one that sort of tied me together because she's also a big name in the burlesque community. So I had to do my research. I'm like, we didn't really talk about this in school. Mm -hmm. We talked about performance art, but this is a performance art. So I did a lot of um, did some research and watched some videos. I started teaching this class and a friend of mine, she wasn't a friend at the time she started taking my class and her name is Fanny Spankings and she's my partner. Wait, Fanny, Fanny, Fanny Spankings. Fanny
0: Spankings. Yes, she I, I, is. How do you come up with the names? Do you guys name yourselves or does somebody? We all name
1: you? ourselves. Okay, yeah. yeah. And everybody has a story about how they got okay. their name. Yeah. But Fanny Spankings, she's just a delight and um, a true inspiration to me always. And she started taking my class, but she had been doing burlesque. She did it in Chicago with Michelle Lamore, who is a big name. She's sort of a, a now a, a younger legend. Um, and she came to Denver cause she's from here And the Clock Tower Cabaret at the time it was called Lanny's Clock Tower Cabaret had just Mm -hmm. opened and they were doing a Tuesday night vaudeville burlesque show. And she said, why don't you come do a show? We just started. Come on in. And I was like, oh, you know, I have this performance art piece that I could turn into burlesque. And so I just, you know, came up with some acts. And back then you could just go and say, hey, I would like to do this show And it happened. It's a lot harder now because there's just so many people. There's sort of kind of an audition process and you kind of have to work your way up. But we were just so lucky then. We just all came together and a group of, of my friends and who became dear, dear friends. And we just were doing these shows and then they moved to Thursdays. And then my friends started producing shows late night on Friday, Saturday. It just really picked up and Denver really, really you know, like embrace, the, embrace it. the culture, yeah. yeah. And it had been there for a while. Uh, Vivian Vavoom had started a group called Burlesque as it was, and that existed and Fanny was in it. And so she sort of was the, you know, the mother of burlesque here in Denver. Mm. So she got it going. And then we all came in and just, and then there's other groups. I don't know. It just, I just saw it blossom and I was a part of it. And it was a And blast. most
0: people know, they've heard of what well what used to be called Landy's Clock Tower right now mm-hmm. it's just the Clock Tower yeah. Cabaret. Mm-hmm. Um, most people know of it and it's at a beautiful yeah. location yeah. in Denver and the you know once you walk in and you get downstairs mm-hmm. the atmosphere is swanky right it's just it's, it's, it's kind of
1: like a speakeasy yeah I saw it's nice yeah, yeah it's
0: really nice so how did you so how did you transition out of stripping like how did that how, were you able to find enough work dancing burlesque to support yourself? Is that how you were able to? No, (laughs) no,
1: even though we can make good money doing burlesque. um, I continued doing both for a while. Mm. And then I um, used the money I was making at the strip clubs to get my um, certification in massage therapy. Mm -hmm. And so those three happening things were happening at the same time. And then at some point I just knew I needed to step away from the strip clubs. So I just started doing it less and less and less. Started doing burlesque more and more, and at some point, I just found that new balance yeah. between the two.
0: Because I can imagine that the lifestyle and the culture of being around, being in strip clubs, is mm-hmm. not necessarily the most grounding, healthy, peaceful place to be. Absolutely. I mean, even if you are, because I mm-hmm. know you and I know mm-hmm. that you are, um, it, it, it's an environment that must be very difficult to like maintain that amongst yourself. Absolutely, absolutely,
1: and I could witness a lot of people losing that. You know, you know, some of the stories you hear are true. About what yeah. could happen there, and again, I think I was lucky. I, you know, I was a little bit older. I had, you know, what I would do and wouldn't do as far as you know. I mean, I would have a drink for sure. You know, have some drinks because that would make it fun. Sometimes it could be very fun, but um, it's very hard to stay grounded. And there would be bad days like at any job, and and you really had to retain that sense of yourself in this atmosphere. You know, where you're being observed, and you know you're almost completely naked, or you are, and people make comments about your body and. In that environment, it's sort of invited. Yeah. So you have to yeah. be so sure right. of yourself, right, to accept that.
0: Did you find that you had a detachment sort of with your body and your sexuality during that time, or were you able to, you know, know that this is my job, this is how people view me because mm-hmm. of what I'm doing, and then still, you know, you know, go home at the end of the day and still be a woman and still feel that way about your body on your own?
1: For the most part, yeah. Yeah, I would say there were moments of disconnect. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, I think it's because I had dance in other forms Mm. in my life. I was with a modern dance company, you know, and um, I was still moving and processing and getting things out of my body versus letting them get stuck there. And I could talk to people about it and make art around it. You know, I I do a lot of writing. So, you know, writing poetry and processing that way, I was able to make the good come out of it. Versus letting it, it could destroy you. Yeah. You know, it could be an environment that could cause a lot of damage. So there's
0: definitely a lot of negative stigma still Mm -hmm. around that. But I I can see your point Mm -hmm. that, you know, from your perspective and your background, it's your your body is a is a tool, mm-hmm. right, to create a reaction in people. Mm-hmm. And it's and you could still do that in a variety of ways, but in that particular environment it's it's you know, it, it can be a little bit challenging. It can
1: be very challenging, yeah. yeah. That's why I said I learned a lot about my power and my decision making power and the power of the body and for me it was really wonderful in the end. And I'm yeah. really glad I did it. Yeah,
0: that's great. Mm-hmm. And so do you, have, um, do you have friends that are still stripping or have most of them found ways to just be their creative selves, yeah, right? Because yeah. isn't that the goal? Just it to be your creative self. Just to be your
1: creative self and be positive yeah. and creative. No, yeah. I don't know anybody who currently is working in the strip clubs. I think people who know people maybe, but myself, I
0: don't. It seems like it's a stopgap for a lot of women.
1: It can be, you Mm -hmm. know, and it can be important for some women. I knew women who at that point were older than me, maybe my age now, and were supporting their kids and doing the best that they could with what they had. And it was there for them.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So why massage therapy? Just because you have a... I, I feel like it's. I'm going to answer it for you. I just ask a question. <laughs> Go I'm gonna ahead. Answer it. I want to hear. Um, because you have such an understanding of how the body can move, mm-hmm. right? And so I, I can see that why. See, I answer the question and I answered it. It's pretty good. Um, but I'd like to hear your answer to the question.
1: <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, another thing when you're a dancer and trying to be a professional dancer is having a job where you have flexibility. And I have to say, most people I know that dance professionally are pilates instructor yoga instructor massage therapist um something in the health field um health service industry and when i was trying to decide what else i wanted to do um I thought yoga, maybe I want to be a yoga instructor, but I was already teaching dance classes and I didn't want more of that. It's exhausting to mm-hmm. teach classes, especially those As kind of I classes know. that yeah. are, yeah, hour after hour after hour. And I just talked to a couple of friends and one of them was a massage therapist and he talked about the school that he went to. And sometimes you just listen to the voice and you end up where you're supposed to end up. So I went and did, you know, a tour and I just knew like, I love anatomy, I've always loved anatomy and this school is my school.
0: And so I went
1: there. Nice. Mm-hmm. Do you still do
0: massage therapy now? I do
1: part time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, okay. So tell us about some of the shows that you've done. Some of the burlesque shows. This is the exciting part. I <laughs> the wanna... ones that I've done or that are. Let's let's hear about. Well, what are your favorite? I'm oh, okay. sure there's been so many. You can't so go through them all. Many. So what are yeah. what are some of your favorites?
1: Well, the. Weekly shows have always been a joy because everybody's just doing what they want to do. You come in, you say, "I have this act. I'm going to do this act, and I have this huge peanut and a hat." You know what? Who knows? Okay. Who know what prop you're going to have? Who know what? The, who knows like what the improv? act is going to be? No, some of it can be improv, but you have the you have the costume, you have the context, you have the music. So some acts I have are really well rehearsed, and others I leave. I have the skeleton of the act, and I allow it to be a little different every time, hmm. which is super fun. So I have some regular acts that. I do that just I've done throughout the years and bring me such great joy. But we were lucky at the clock tower for many years. Um, I had friends who produced big shows. We had big theme shows and that was really just the heyday. You know, we had an 80s themed show. Which was I just went to the so 80s theme fun.
0: show. Was that the recent one? Or?
1: Um, I did the last two years because my friend who had done it, Midnight Martini, um, left town. And so we wanted to carry the torch on. But other than that, she did all the other ones. Oh, but, my
0: gosh. The yeah. 80s show. Isn't it so best, fun? I mean, who
1: doesn't best. love the 80s? I so know. just that joy and the memories that we have throughout the years of doing that together. It's re- it,
0: it does. It, 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 switch, yeah. it turns the switch on and, from yeah. those years. And you guys yeah. do such a good job of... Um, adding a performance mm-hmm. to the song because you're you're exemplifying mm-hmm. that time and, yeah oh yeah, yeah that
1: time is great and then another one that I fell in love with uh, so there's the zombie culture right a lot of people who mm. love walking yeah or the, the walking, walking dead and yeah all these other yes. zombies and I've always been I like a good horror movie but I never really caught onto the culture but I have some really good friends who just love it so My friend uh, Tatiana Tata, another friend, Dr. Bones, they produced uh, the zombie shows throughout the years. And I just grew to love them so... It was so fun to be gory and gross but sexy at the same time. It was so freeing from the other types of burlesque because... It doesn't matter if you're doing something silly or funky or even a serious burlesque. Act. There's some, you're, you're kind of still being beautiful and you put your makeup on correctly. Whatever it is, you're presenting mm-hmm. still something beautiful. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the zombie shows, we looked horrible and it was so fun. <laughs> I mean, just, you know, and, and my friend Tatiana and uh, Tata and I created an act where... We were uh, lesbian zombie lovers, yeah. <laughs> so we start out in the graves because we died on our wedding day, and then oh, come up out of the mm. graves, and then dance and give each other rings off of dead hands. Like
0: I, so just, amazing. My heart
1: just grew for the zombie culture. I just loved it. So we had those shows too, which yeah, were so, so fun. fun, so fun. So
0: the creativity piece is so huge. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's just take what you love, and share it you know turn it be like we're gonna do this show about this theme and there's so many people who are like i'm on it i'm in i mean i can't wait until
0: like game of thrones oh there is a game of thrones show okay i was gonna say because that is Mm -hmm. like right now is it is there one in denver
1: there's one in denver at the clock tower cabaret yeah if you go to there i couldn't tell you when the next show is because although i do love game of thrones i never created an act about it i just you know you don't you can't do everything and so um A bunch of my friends are in it. Um, I can't tell you when the next one is, but they happen fairly regularly. Yeah, they happen fairly regularly, but there is a Game of Thrones show. Oh, my goodness. That is hilarious. I've heard it's great. I've heard (laughs) it's great. Yeah.
0: So what show are you in now? Um, Right now I'm
1: rehearsing for a month of shows that we're going to be doing again at the Clock Tower called
0: Nerdlesk. Oh, that's hilarious. So another good
1: friend of mine, um, (laughs) Dee Dee Darrier. She, his, Darrier. Dear, Darrier. Yes. I just
0: want to write all these names don't you down love just them? because I love them
1: so much. I just want, yes, they're so great. She had always loved, I don't think necessarily comic books, but the superhero type, mm. you know, those types of, um, the Comic-Con types of characters, mm. you know, anything within that realm. And so she created a nerdless show. And has been doing it for years, so we're getting ready for the next one coming up. Yeah, it's really How fun. Oh,
0: fun! Yeah. So if this is if, if it's still playing when this comes out, people can mm-hmm. find it at the they clock can. Tower. We'll
1: have it the week of um, the sort of the last um,
0: weekend May slash June, and then it's every Saturday in June. All right. Yeah, and if you missed it, you'll just have to check out the Clock Tower Cabaret. And, yeah, and we'll put the the link in the show mm-hmm. notes where people can find yeah. out more shows. But and what's fun amazing. is there's other groups doing shows all over town too. There's still a group Ooh La. La so that's what I was going to ask you. So there are more mm-hmm. locations. I I'm not yeah. familiar with them. So mm-hmm. so there is a burlesque scene in Denver. There is a
1: burlesque scene. Yeah, and everybody, you know, each group kind of has a different flavor or a different, you know, the energy that you get hanging out with each other. You just mm-hmm. sort of create something unique and. And it's going to be different than you're going to see somewhere else. So Ula La Burlesque has been around even longer than the Clock Tower Cabaret. And they've been doing shows consistently on Monday nights at Three Kings, which is just down on Broadway. Oh. It's smaller, little sort of that dive tavern. And yeah, they've been consistently doing it. So wow. and then there's another group called Punk Rock Burlesque. And so you can kind of guess like, you know, some of this younger crowd started it. And then it's a whole combination now of performers from the whole thing. But they have shows that they do regularly, too.
0: So if you, so those of you listening, if you haven't checked out a burlesque show, there's lots of places wherever mm-hmm. you're located, you can do a Google yeah. search. And, and there's even it. more that
1: pop up. I've been um, a little busy with family lately, and so I haven't been able to focus, but there's even
0: more, you know, and be like, oh, there's a show happening here, and there's one happening here, so. And interesting. And so now what if somebody thinks they want to learn burlesque? like the Like the the Mm -hmm. class that we did, part of our event, business and burlesque. Mm -hmm. Are there places people can go to learn how to? There is
1: somebody I believe teaching a class now, but as far as um, the people within my close knit community, those who were teaching are not right now. Mm -hmm. So it kind of pops up here and there, and then might go away. So you just have to look at dance studios in the area and inquire around because there are classes that'll be more of a burlesque workout class or you learn a little bit of, you know, repertory from somebody where you learn a little bit of a dance. So I couldn't tell you why or where right now. I'm sorry, but it's it's, I know there's something, somebody's teaching somewhere.
0: Or (laughs) if you have like a group of friends, like we were talking about with the aerial class and you Mm -hmm. want to do it, you know, we're going to include your social media links. People can always contact you and and have you out for an event Mm -hmm. because it really, that was just so much fun. And And those
1: events I love. Yeah, me and um, some other friends who teach are definitely available for those things. I really love that. You know, let's like have an event. We'll come and teach, even do an act like I ended up doing, yeah. and it just makes for well. The, a perfect and the evening. best part was
0: is that you like broke the ice a little bit by yeah. talking. First of all, you came out so beautiful, <laughs> fully clothed. I'm so <laughs> so. Clothed. I mean, every inch fully clothed, and and you gave us an overview of what, like we talked about today, what it what burlesque means, and and you started in into that you know direction of the conversation. But it wasn't just that; it was the way you started to move while you were talking. So um, everybody was kind of getting. You don't even realize that you do that. You I go didn't. from I'm speaking, okay, or that you've had all these business presentations. Now you're speaking, and then you started to speak and move a little bit and warmed us up, and then when you went into the performance, we were all ready for you. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I mean, we weren't necessarily ready to do it ourselves, mm-hmm. but we did it. Wasn't it amazing yeah. how many women got up and tried it? It was.
1: I know. I said, a few people, come up on stage, and just everybody rushed the stage. Yeah.
0: And I kept trying to get off the stage because yeah. I knew I was going to be right there and it was going to be really No, awkward. I'm glad
1: you stayed. I'm glad you stayed. <laughs>
0: It was fun. Well, I um, so tell us what's next.
1: Well, I am currently working on a musical, actually. It's on its third draft, and I have a great musical director on board, and I have some people doing readings with me, which is – and this is a long-term process. This isn't something. So I'm hoping maybe 2020 we will have the ability to rehearse, workshop, and maybe do a show. My dream would be at the Garner Galleria at the DCPA. Do you know that theater? Mm -mm. It's one of the smaller ones, and it is – just an adorable theater. I
0: just love it. So, so you're are you doing the choreography? And I'll direct,
1: all the- choreograph, and write. And then, um, like I said, we'll have a musical director as well, which hopefully would be live and a part of it. But yeah. it's about the backstage experience of, I'm I'm saying burlesque, but I know my experiences in other fields of dance will come mm-hmm. in. But it's really that show. Because I feel the movie burlesque, you know Mm the movie burlesque with Cher and yeah, yeah. and what's Christina Aguilera? Yeah, that was not that was more um, sort of a cabaret type feel. Okay, but that definitely did not tell people their burlesque story or what burlesque is because they didn't have striptease in it, right? They were doing a lot of singing and and it didn't show. It really showed a false story. To everybody in the burlesque community. So what
0: is cabaret?
1: So cabaret can have, um, you know, stand-up comedy. Typically there's an MC for the show and maybe there's some singing, um, but then there'll be burlesque or a comedy skit. So it's a combination of everything. Okay. Right. So that cabaret show is kind of more, it should have been called cabaret, I guess, but there's already a show called cabaret. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But, um, so I want to show what burlesque really is but not just do a bunch of burlesque acts so it's more that experience that we have backstage the language we use you know the types of things that we have to do for our costuming and then there's going to be musical numbers in it but they're all just again about that backstage experience so love it i'm super yeah excited to see yeah. where it goes right now it's at that variable stage we're like okay this might have to change and getting to know the characters as you write them they start to take on a life of their own and they're sort of little bits and pieces of everybody I have known and performed with or been a part of. So it's just great to see that little, little bits of everybody and everything come in and create a whole new person. Even if that person's on paper, you
0: know, you should write a book. I have a
1: lot more stories to get at me before I write a book, though.
0: I, I, I think you have. I think you, uh, here's here's just me. You have so much creativity and you have so much knowledge around burlesque. And here I am telling you, you should write a book. Maybe I'll write a book. Maybe Let's I get the musical done Let's first. Let's get so. the musical done first. And then the musical can be part of the book. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It'll be part of it. I think that that's amazing. I love it that yeah. you're, you tap into so many different areas of creativity. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, if you don't stop it it'll just come out. So, if you have an idea, write it down. You know, yeah. if you have a dance move in you, let it out. If you want to make an amazing dinner, make an amazing dinner and pirouette in the kitchen whatever yeah <laughs> I oh often high God. kick in the kitchen so <laughs> you do yeah yeah
0: <laughs> like I gotta stretch I'm gonna high kick <laughs> that's so funny there's this yeah. really um this funny song that's been stuck in my mind for the last few weeks and I was telling my friends at the gym the other day that I just like bust it out in the kitchen while I'm cooking everything I just turned it on it just gets Fantastic. my energy up and and it's such a funny song I'm not gonna say what it is I I'm want gonna to tell know. you okay <laughs> and it's so funny <laughs> and it, it's it it's true you can't be you know, I have a friend that came on this show, a, a colleague of mine. Her name is Olivia Omega, and she talks about it's very difficult name. times in her life. I know. She's wonderful. Um, she talks about the difficult times in her life when she was really struggling, that she's become a disco ball fanatic. And she got she got a disco ball one day when things were really tough, and she just happened to hang it up and turn on some, some music with her kids, and they danced. Oh, and she said that she it. learned that dance parties are a way for her to get out of Stressful mm-hmm. times because she can't cry when she dances. She just can't. It's physically impossible to be sad when you're dancing. And I, it stuck in my mind so much because it's true. Yeah,
1: yeah. Wow, that's a powerful story that she found for herself. Mm-hmm. I have a disco ball sitting somewhere. I think I need to hang it up. <laughs> up. I'm just hang
0: turns. it up. Turn yeah. uh, the high kick in yeah. the
1: kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> the disco ball. That's what's been missing in my life. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's been missing.
0: But I think that that's that's part of what you you project forward is mm-hmm. your joy when you move and dance. Yeah and perform the joy it just shines okay it's good good. it's amazing It's fun and it's fun (laughs) so where can our listeners um follow you and find out more about who you are and and what might be coming up in the future
1: i will be posting everything on my peggy tulane facebook page and that's peggy p-e-g-g-y tulane t-u-l-a-n-e You can find me easily. It's a public profile, and I really utilize that for all my burlesque and any anything dance related anymore. Just because I have enough of a following and enough of a connection with people, that I'll just use that utilize that platform. It's communication tool exactly. Great communication, and I'll use Instagram too. But Instagram is more of a way to get people to check out the bigger story on Facebook if needed. And um, and then any further, you know, websites that are created about the musical or something, I'll share there first and then, you know, push out into the big world.
0: That's perfect. And then yeah. if people want to get in touch with you directly, they can just use Messenger on Facebook. Absolutely. It's a good way mm-hmm. to get in touch I, with I you. check it regularly and respond regularly. Awesome. So, yeah. So, okay. So outside of the musical, what else? What else is going on? Are you going to do any special travel soon or... What, what's the plan? I will be traveling mostly just for fun, although I do try to take dance
1: classes wherever I go. because It's oh, always fun. Do you to, just look up a place? I'll and... just look up a place and go take a dance class. Oh, that's so somewhere. smart. Yeah, we'll see. I'm going to, uh, I'm very lucky these days because everything in my life schedule wise, I can shift around to open up a little space to travel so I can go visit my husband if he's traveling for work. So I'm going to go to Zurich. Um, next week, actually, nice. yeah, so I'll be in Switzerland for about five days. So love it. There's yeah.
0: a um, if you can catch it and, and look it up. There's a farmers market that happens in the main square in mm-hmm. Zurich that i found i don't know 5 6 I years love ago love farmers markets i'm telling you it was the best thing I'm, we're just going to go off topic for a minute yeah. and talk about farmers markets Wonderful. So they roast all these fresh meats at different stalls mm-hmm. and then other stalls you know have all the fresh fruits and vegetables but then if you buy a bunch of vegetables and take them to a, where the meat is they'll like cook it up or make a salad or add it into <gasps> oh. a meal and they package it for you and there's like you know places to just sit on the, <sighs> Wonderful. On the stone benches and eat and the whole community comes out And then you can go get a piece of fresh bread and they'll just like slice you off a piece of bread and put some butter on it. And I'm telling you, this market is like... We always try to find the farmer's market, so I'm going to go to that one. Okay, you have to find it. There's one in the main square and I don't know what day. I was raining the day that I was there and it didn't matter. I still—I mean, there's this one place that just gave you paper bags full of roasted potatoes. And I, I passed by there like three times that day and got like three different bags. It was like my, my walking really hungry snack. now, <laughs> I know, yeah. I sorry. I'm like, I need tangent. some food, yeah. Zurich is great. I oh, I'm it. excited. Yeah. I know it's very expensive, but, you know, you just prepare for that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're going to get some good chocolate, mm-hmm. which is, is going to be fun. That'll be nice. But I like it that mm-hmm. you look up dance classes. When I used to travel a lot, um, I used to take a Krav Maga class wherever I would go if I mm-hmm. could find a yeah. place. And it's really interesting just to be a, still be a student.
1: Mm-hmm that's I, I've i really been embracing the student life right now mm. just keep learning and you know you each have, you have a goal you always have a goal like oh I really want to get this or get better at this and I'm gonna go try and plus every teacher has something a little different yep. up their sleeve you'll pick up a little nugget of information and be like why didn't
0: anybody ever tell me that you yeah, know and, I love it <laughs> I'll look so for long. the pictures I have to post some pictures when I'll you're on I'll try trip. and
1: do my best I have to get <laughs> better at that I'm usually in the moment and I'll get home from the trip and think oh I think I got a picture of like a a flower somewhere. (laughs) It's a good
0: problem to have. I like it that you do that. Yeah, That's where that balance Mm -hmm. piece comes in. Mm -hmm. And you and I were talking before we started recording that when you do something that's very public facing and interacting or where you are able to allow the spotlight to shine on you for other people, you end up expending a lot of energy. So I know that that time for you is really important to reconnect and mm-hmm. stay grounded and, and just, you know, refill up your, your, it's like recharging your batteries. Yeah. yeah
1: I don't like to share everything every day. I'm not, yeah. I just, I find it exhausting. And then I do get back on to see who made comments. I mean, that is what we do. And I'm like, I can't do that every day. I because can't. who
0: really cares? The who, really the cares? Who, who really cares?
1: Who really cares? Yeah. Save it for a big moment, you yeah. know, really a really big moment and make a good impact.
0: <laughs> yeah. I posted a video on, um, Friday this last week I hit a a, a personal PR in a deadlift, and I posted that comment. And I found myself like a couple of hours later just looking, thinking, "Wow, like there's a lot of people that have just looked at that. I haven't mm-hmm. posted something like that in a little while." And then I woke up the next morning. and I'm like, "Why does this even matter? Like, why did I even post that?" Who <laughs>
1: <I> really cares? <laughs> well, little milestones are important, especially I for your friends well, to and see you, that. You
0: post stuff because I want. I don't want to also just post the perfect pictures, right? I want people yeah. to see. You know, for me, you and I've talked about this. We're both mm-hmm. big believers that. To work on our minds we have to work on our bodies mm-hmm. and you and i do it in very different ways but we both have that core belief that we always have to have our body move in some way. Absolutely. And it's it's not just therapeutic for us, but it's a way that we express ourselves. Mm-hmm. And and for me, I have to set goals. So I hold myself accountable by posting some of those pictures. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Just to say, yes, I'm still work. I yeah. preach it all the time. <laughs> and I actually do it. and It's important. Yeah, <laughs> I do really uncomfortable things. Like I tell our listeners to do all the time, like mm-hmm. dance burlesque on a stage when I'm really yeah. awkward. Um, but I'm, I'm more comfortable getting under the barbell. Yeah. <laughs> but both equally important. Yeah. Try and I things. would freak out underneath the barbell. <laughs> See, you should come live with me, and I can dance a little more with you. We can that make each other good. a little that bit more comfortable. Good. Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been such a joy. I'm Ugh, glad to have you on the show, and I appreciate so much that you're willing to talk about sharing your experience and then teaching people about burlesque because it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. It's Even weird. if you don't
1: ever want to perform, just yeah. take a class. And, you know, the class we did, you're not asked to take anything off.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's just more
1: learning the essence of what burlesque can offer you as an experience. And that, I think, is really what it means, especially these days. You know, that freeing element of having fun with your body.
0: Mm-hmm. And as, as women, especially those entrepreneurs that are listening, mm-hmm. we get really comfortable in our masculine side. Mm-hmm. Right. Because we have to we have to run the ship. We have to captain the ship, which means um and i almost just swore there and i know i wasn't i've had to hold I, I back a couple I mean, of it times almost came out <laughs> um you know we we have to take care of stuff all the time and it doesn't really allow that feminine side so that's the, like mm-hmm. i said that's the piece yeah. that i really connected with is it just reminded me of wait i got hips down here they can yeah. move they don't have to yeah. just be you know like picking up weights or doing something strong they can move it's in a nice powerful way. and it, it means is. something yeah. it does yeah and it makes you feel really really good and feminine mm-hmm. in your in your own in your own self and that's that's the thing i liked about the women that were there is everybody together like loved seeing each other move i yeah. mean it's so amazing yeah it's a good bonding experience Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah well I think that you're amazing and I really appreciate you spending some time with us and you know I'm going to have one last question for you oh yes are you ready I'm ready okay what is your percentage of grit and grace I believe
1: it is shifting as Mm. always I've been really working on my grit oh yeah so I would say maybe currently I'm feeling pretty good but I'm probably probably about still 65% 65% grace. Wow. And then 35% grit.
0: Okay. That's been my
1: big life goal and lesson. Yes, that's not great. Being nice. I sort of have that story, yeah. you know, where you're raised as a girl and to listen, where well, I am a very good listener, I'm appreciative of that skill, but being very nice all the time and not critically thinking about how you're being treated or how you're, you know, Making the world what you want it to be. Mm. So it's slowly been getting there. I've had moments, but I'm working on my grit.
0: You are chasing that grit. I'm chasing that grit. I love it. I'm
1: chasing. That's the one thing that make me cry in my life. I'm like, I want more grit. <laughs> so I'm getting it. So it. I'm getting
0: it. Yeah. I have a book for you. Okay, I'm. I'm going to send your book before you leave. So it's you take with you. I, have, I, have I love a book you That's just too. So perfect for that. And um, I am going to get it to you. But anyway, <laughs> this is this has been wonderful. I've Thank had a blast. So you were so know. fun too. Oh, this is. I great. feel more energized. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think Hanging that we've connected you. in in some cool ways, and I look forward to working with you again and I'll share yeah. this story and people we'll, will reach out to you and find you and, and we'll come see you soon. We'll put on our stretch pants and high kick till yeah, then. <laughs> let's do that. All right, my friends, if you are listening to the ladies chit Chat Club, um, dot com, make sure that you go find that little button that allows you to go through the interwebs and contact me if you have a question or a comment or if you would like to get in touch with Peggy directly, I'm happy to do that introduction or if you're listening on iTunes, Spotify or any of your favorite app, we appreciate a comment or a hello or you know just even a five star rating would make us really happy so thanks for listening my friends and go be fierce Ladies and gentlemen, do not forget to visit our new subscription box site, Grit, Grace and Glory at gx3box.com. There you can find out how you can sign up to receive monthly inspiration, education and some special stuff to help celebrate you. And the best part is every box will have a contribution to a nonprofit or social enterprise because we all know we like to be our best and give back to the community at the same time. So don't miss out gx3box.com.